Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane Chain and Nelly back with you. We are finally into draft week. We have gotten to draft week. I know it feels like we've been talking about the NFL draft for what I don't know, Shane. 12 months since the last yeah. one maybe maybe more maybe more than that on, on yeah. the debbie show man it feels like we've been talking about it for years well especially this draft right yeah this draft has been talked about since 21 i feel like and so before we do we're gonna do a, a really fun thing we're gonna do a rookie draft um before and after the draft so we're gonna do a rookie draft today we're gonna do a d- rookie draft next week and then at the end of that one next week, we're actually going to try and see kind of what the differences were, kind of where we were right, where we were wrong. Um, but Shane, you're our draft guy. Just real quick. Is this class actually meeting the hype that we set out? Set, You know, we set it back in 2021 and it grew in 22. I don't know if it is quite hitting those heights, but I don't think it's that far off because the running backs are so good. We're going to get at least four, maybe five first round quarterbacks. The tight end group's good. Like I think the receivers, the only ones that have really disappointed and just because we never had that top Jamar chase guy emerge. Right. And I think Jackson Smith and Jigba maybe could have been had he played last year. So maybe it's a little disappointing fantasy players, but I, I think it's really good. And I think if people are selling these picks because they think it's a bad class, I, I think you can really win out, especially in, you know, super flex tight and premium like we do on the show. I, th- I think just one other question, and I want to, I want the answer to this both this week and next week, but do either of you guys see a reality where Bijan Robinson in a few rookie drafts just isn't the one one because they want to take some quarterback uh, over them in the super flex league? In some rookie drafts, sure. I don't think that's a correct decision, but I think it definitely will happen. I mean, that would happen even... Yeah, I, I think regardless of where um, Bijan goes and the quarterbacks go, I think uh, quarterbacks event like essentially are king and people reach on positional needs. So if you have the 102, you have an outside chance of, of Bijan falling to you. I, I'm going to say it ends up 50-50 when we come back next week that people are, and I'm guessing it's going to be Anthony Richardson, but it could, could even be, you know, Bryce young or Bijan goes to a bad spot and people are just knocking him. But I'm going to guess he's only the one on one about 50% of super flex drafts. Fair. We'll, well see next let's week. Just, yeah. Let's dive into this uh, rookie draft. I want the third pick. 
All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the 101 then, then give Nelly the 102. I think it'll make it interesting. Um, so the 101, I am going to take Bijan Robinson still <laughs> at the 101. Um, now we'll see where he goes. I, I think his ceiling's probably eight to the Atlanta Falcons. I think Philly at 10, or maybe they trade down's a possibility. Maybe he falls a bit and goes to Tampa Bay or Dallas or something. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't really care. He's going to be an absolute stud catching the ball. Bijan 101. I was hoping he'd fall to 102. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 102, I'll go Anthony Richardson. Um, this is kind of under the the expectation that he goes in the top 10 of the draft. I think if he falls from that, which is certainly a possibility, um, he is not necessarily as locked into the 102 here. Um, but being that, that's where I expect him to go. I think the upside that comes along with his skill set uh, is so appetizing, right? Like the best quarterback athlete we've ever seen at the position has an incredibly strong arm. Um, and actually, he has some underlying metrics that have been coming out that are pretty solid. His sack rate is is very, very low. He's good in the pocket uh, under pressure. And that's something that has translated pretty well Um Patrick Mahomes has a, had a very, very good uh, uh, pressure rate to to sack rate in college. And um, that's generally something that's pretty indicative of a player's skill in the pocket. So he's someone who I've gotten more excited about throughout this process rather than less excited. Uh, at 103, I'm going to take the good old camp process quarterback uh, because he failed a test uh, that Shane – made everyone know about that apparently they had no clue about this test before and then now everyone hates Shane on Twitter because they now have seen this test and uh, like Ohio State fans hate Shane because (laughs) they think he hates CJ Stroud even though Shane is an Ohio State alumnus so it's a really fun like situation that we have going on but I'm going to take Cole Ridge Bernard Stroud the fourth Uh, he is a good quarterback Right. And sure, you can play the game of like if a different quarterback was like if Will Levis was on Ohio State, would he have thrown for 40 plus touchdowns? Probably. Right. The offense was just really, really good. Right. But it's made better with C.J. Stroud. And I think especially when we we kind of think NFL draft wise. If a team that's picking a little bit lower ends up with C.J. Stroud, like that's probably a good thing for cj stroud right you don't want like if there's a player you like and you want to get him in fantasy you probably don't want him to go to the absolute worst team like you don't want to go to a like the dog shit texans right like but if he got to a better team you'd be like oh that's cool right that'd be neat if he actually had weapons already um so i'm gonna take cj stroud here 104, I'm, I'm going to take Bryce Young. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how these three quarterbacks shake out in rookie drafts when we do this next week. But Bryce Young's going 101. He's going to the Carolina Panthers. They don't have any receivers. <laughs> it, it, it is a rough situation, like Kane said. I mean, Stroud should definitely be in a better situation. Richardson probably, too. Uh, it's worrisome. But the first overall NFL draft pick, you know, I got to take him here. Yeah, 
there's definitely a tier break here, right? I've got a tier of three guys up next. I'm going to go with the most valuable position there in that tier. I'm going to go Will Levis here. I, I think I've drafted him in most rookie mocks that we've done. It feels gross every time. I say this every time. But I trust the NFL's ability to evaluate quarterbacks better than myself. Um, and if he goes 102, if he goes 104 to the Colts, um, if he even goes in the next few picks after that, right? Like the opportunity he's given, um, the leash that he's given as someone with that high of uh, of draft capital – those are both there's such uh value insulation there there's such value upside that comes with it as well um so i I think that it's the right pick here even though it feels wrong uh 106 i'm gonna take the easy pick um i'm just gonna take jsn i think He's the safest of, of the wide receivers. Um, and I think he is safer than Jameer Gibbs. Um, I think he's just a wide receiver is a little safer than a running back. Sometimes, especially a running back that, you know, makes his bread and butter on receiving. Right, If he goes to a place that just doesn't really throw to the the running back much, it's going to be really tough for, for Jameer Gibbs to do well uh, for fantasy football. So I'm going to take JSN here um, and and just be safe at the wide receiver position. Yeah, the 107, I will finish off the tier. I'll take Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama. Um, I, you know, I disagree with Kane a little bit. I, I do think he makes his bones receiving. I, I think that's the, what you need to happen to have the huge upside. I, I do think in the right situation, uh, Philly, Kansas City, like he, he could still be effective, not catching the ball as much, uh, but needs to be really efficient. With something like the Eagles' offense with Jalen Hurts, you know, maybe he won't have touchdowns, but could have it. Uh, it seems pretty likely that Jameer Gibbs is going in round one of the NFL draft. I think it's, I wouldn't say it's 100%, nothing is, but I think it's 75 to 80% at this point to me. And I'll take that, you know, at the 107. Yeah, this this spot kind of stinks. I feel like I keep getting right after the tier breaks because, um, again, like start of another tier here. Uh, I'll go upside. Uh, I think this pick will be a wide receiver uh, next week in our in our mock, our redone mock. I don't know which wide receiver it's going to be. My best guess is Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU. I think he probably is the 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 next highest chance to be drafted. Um, highest in in the draft because he's kind of provides size that uh, is lacking in this class as a whole. Um, disappointed a little bit with the athletic testing, so that makes the draft capital a little bit questionable. He's got hand catching questions, but he was productive in college. Um, he's he's demonstrated blow up ability in some in some big games. Um, produced right away in college and. Um, is is pretty well regarded, right? So I think I think he's got the upside that that you're looking for in a wide receiver. Uh, I'm back and forth on two players here. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. 109. I'm going to take Michael Mayer in a in a tight end premium draft. I think Michael Mayer is going to get 
too good of draft capital for people to keep pushing him down to the second round. Right, we're going to be looking at pro- like though my bold prediction last week is that Michael Mayer is not a first round pick. The reason why that's bold is because it's stupid. Right, <laughs> like uh, he's going to be a first round pick, um, and value wise, that just pushes him up um, because we know the hit rates on first round tight ends are is the main piece of analytical data that proved successful so far when we look at tight ends, right? Like first round tight ends have like a 50% chance to have a tight end one season, which is the best analytics you can possibly find on a tight end. I think it's yeah. 50%. Nelly, you can correct me if he feels like it, but. I, I, I can't correct you. I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head. It's probably better than that. But. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, probably. It's it's a good pick. Um, I'm between two guys, but I I think I'm gonna go with the 110 with who I who I think will be the 108 as long as Kane isn't picking it next week. And that's Zach Charbonnet, the running back out of UCLA. Um, I think it's very likely he's the RB three off the board in the draft. He has the size. If he ends up in a good situation where he can step in as the lead back, people are going to go bonkers and rightfully so you know we, we need more running backs uh i think zach charbonnet has big upside i think he has pretty big downside as well he, he could bust out um it's a risky pick but uh i think people are going to be starved for that size at running back and draft him at the 108 uh i just changed my pick last minute let's go a little spicy i'm going hen and hooker at at the 111 um, I think Hendon Hooker has a greater than 50% chance to go in the first round at this point. I think it's close, right? Like, I think it's a, it's, it's a coin flip. Shane's face is priceless but, right now. Uh, <laughs> greater than 50%. They're, they're, yeah, no, I'm putting it at precisely 57%. Right. Um, that, that's, that's where I'm putting it at. No, but listen, if, if he is a first-round pick, right, like he will be going in this price range, if not a little bit earlier, right? Um, probably a little bit earlier, to be honest. If I knew he was a first-round pick, I'd probably take him around where I took Lennon Johnston. But, um, yeah, if he goes in, uh, that it really is contingent on that. He's a he's a relatively mobile quarterback that has a, a shot at getting good draft capital. I I just want to comment because I th- I think it's funny because I think next week there's like no chance Hinton Hooker goes to the one eleven. I think he either goes like at the 108 or he falls uh, another half around, right? Uh, right. Like, I, which is interesting. So I think it's a good pick, but it could go either way. Um, I think we end up seeing Jordan Addison go at the one at 112 or, or kind of really late in the first in many rookie drafts, right? I think it's almost at the point where like we want to take the other exciting positions over a solid wide receiver. And Jordan Addison's about as solid as a receiver as you can get. His sophomore season wins the Blitnikoff uh, at, at Pitt, goes out to USC, and does nothing to dispel the fact that he's not a great receiver. Um, but it's almost attrition at this point, a little bit, on, on Jordan Addison. I'll take him at the 112. It, I'm not sure there's a safer pick at the 112 right now than if I were to get Jordan Addison there. Like that seems so so safe to me, um, 
and I probably get more for him next year at this time than than what I drafted him for. Um, so I'll take him that. Uh, let's recap the first round here before Shane picks at the 201. At 101, Bijan Robinson. 102, Anthony Richardson. 103, C.J. Stroud or Coleridge Bernard Stroud the fourth. 104, Bryce Young. 105, Will Levis. 106, JSN. 107, Jameer Gibbs. 108, Quinton Johnston. 109, Michael Mayer. 110, Zach Charbonnet. 111, Hendon Hooker. 112, Jordan Addison. I think it's a pretty solid first round. I think it's pretty good. Like, like maybe one happen. or two guys could have mixed in at the end, but that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, I've got two more guys in a tier. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to take one here at the 201. And that's Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah. I think in tight end premium, you're looking at Kincaid as very likely to go in round one. And if he falls out, it's likely because of the back injury. And then we're panicking. He's falling much further. But uh, from a pure talent pass catching perspective, he might be the best tight end in this class. And in terms of scoring fantasy points, if Kincaid goes to a good situation, it could be a year one high-end tight end two possibility. Uh, 202, I'll go Zay Flowers. I think of the players left on the board, he's the most likely to go in the first round. Uh, I think it – I would say it's not close. Um, I don't know. I I got laughed at for putting a percentage on Hendon Hooker. Last no, I, so look, I agree with you on this one. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, we'll stay vague on this one. So only around 70% here. I won't give any specifics. But uh, <laughs> he's he feels very similar to me to Jordan Addison. A lot of what Kane said about Addison for me applies to Zay Flowers. Uh, I think he's got a pretty high floor. Um as as a as a wide receiver coming into the league, I mean he's 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 good at getting open, right? He's quick, um, he's dynamic. That's something that every offense can utilize, right? Um, so and it's like the quarterback's best friend is an open wide receiver. Um, so two hundred two, I think that's good good value here. Uh, two hundred three, I'm going to take uh, one of the faster running backs. That's Devin A. Chain, the running back out of A and M. Um. You could see him get drafted at 110 next week. You could see him get drafted at like 208. Right? I think he has a very wide um, range. We could see him early second round. We could see him probably mid to late third. Um, I tend to be kind of closer to that early second range um, because I think someone's just going to fall in love with the speed. He's an incredible player. Um, I don't think the size worries people as much as it worries fantasy football people. Um, because uh, only during this time do fantasy football players actually care about size. In like two months, no one gives a hoot how big someone is. Uh, but we care right now. Um, so Devin Change is a really good player. Uh, probably goes early too. It's a good pick. I was, I was hoping he'd be there. One more. Yeah, not I if you're drafting after I, me. Ever. I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. I'll take another running back. I love this running back class. I'm going to take another one, two or four. I'm going to take Roshan Johnson, the running back out of Texas. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. He might not be the next one that comes off the board. Uh, I think there's another running back that's yet to be taken that could go ahead of him in the NFL draft. But I like Roshan's 
ability to potentially be a lead back, be a tough inside the tackles guy, touchdown player. Uh, if he ends up in a Dallas, he ends up in a good situation. Once again, I, like I, I'm probably going to invest in this running back group a little more than the receiver group in the second to third round. I'll take a stab at running backs as well. It's it's scary for me right now because the the class is so deep that like we don't the draft capital just feels so hard to predict. Um, but I feel pretty confident that Tank Bigsby is good. He does everything pretty well, right? Like he 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 runs in between the tackles. He he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a bigger back. He's not the most athletic back, which caps his ceiling, right? But um. He's kind of just always been around there. And Debbie, I think he still ends up going day two. Um, so I'll go him. At the 206, I'm going to go Kendra Miller. Now, he feels like one of those running backs that even if he gets round four NFL draft capital, probably still settles around kind of early to mid two. Um, I know he's got some fans. Um, and I think maybe the injury concern, um, how he got banged up, you know, at TCU kind of moves him down just a little bit. And the fact that this is just a great running back class kind of pushes him down a little bit in the, in the NFL draft as a whole. Um, but I think he's a solid running back. He might be a little more raw as a running back than, than some of these other guys, but I think the ceiling might be a tad higher. So I'm going to shoot for the moon here with Kendra Miller. I like that pick. I mean, I like Tank as well. I think Kendra Miller's sneaky to be the like RB4, RB5 off the board in the draft, so. I like that. I think injury just might push him down just a hair too. It could. And team preference is going to matter, right, for this too. So, um, uh, look, at the 207, I'll go back to receiver. I'll take Josh Downs, receiver from North Carolina. I think it's a high floor pick. Seems like a starting slot receiver in the NFL. Catch a decent amount of passes. Um, you know, I'm playing it safe with this pick versus maybe the higher upside receivers that you could select here. I would have gone him for sure. He's got like Amon Ross and Brown upside if it works out. Um, Toy, I'll go J- or Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Kind of the opposite, right? Like he could be awful at the next level, but he has the speed if he can develop to – to take the top off defenses and to be a very good NFL wide receiver. And the NFL loves their speed. We know that. So that'll earn him draft capital. He was prolific at Tennessee this past year. Um, was incredibly productive. He was okay as a freshman too, and was banged up as a sophomore. So the profile isn't that bad. Um, it's just the offense is a little bit gimmicky. doesn't translate well historically to the NFL, but um, at 208, it's an upside shot. Uh, so, two and nine, kind of battling between two tight ends. To be honest with you, um, I'm going to take Luke Musgrave here at the two and nine. I just think, like, yeah, there's a ton of upside with Darnell Washington, but like, I don't always want to chase just pure upside. I also want people to score fantasy football points, and I think Luke Musgrave is going to do that. He feels like really Dawson Knoxy to me or we call him daddy Knox. um like who is we he's me all of us uh, yeah like, daddy Knox, everyone calls baby. him daddy Knox. Yeah. that's common <laughs> um but no i think luke musgrave 
like is going to be really really solid um in in the right system i think he's going to do really well and saying that i regret that i didn't take darnell washington but we're moving on well, I'm not going to take Darnell Washington, so maybe, maybe you can get him on the way back. Uh, I don't think Nelly is either. So at the 210, I'm going to take Izzy Abanaconda here. Uh, I think he has a shot, at, maybe an outside shot at D2 Capital. But the size, the speed, the athleticism, end of the second, I start to be like, ah, let me swing for the fences and kind of swing for the high upside players. I can cut Izzy Abanaconda. He's the RB3 on the team. But if he hits – it's going to look really good. Uh, that's where I like to spend these picks. Uh, I'll take another running back stab. I'll go Tajay Spears, running back out of Tulane. Uh, had a really good early on um, pre-draft process. Looked great at the Senior Bowl. Uh, had a great highlight of him just stopping on a dime that went super viral. And then people realized that he was actually pretty good at football too. Um, there are medical concerns, right, that might that might hold down his draft capital. Um but I'm hoping here, I guess, that it doesn't. And I think if he was healthy and if medicals check out cleanly, he's a day two guy. Well, I thought about a tight end at 209. I'm going to, like, in a full tight end premium league, like getting Darnell Washington at the 212 seems wild to me. Um, and I know some people are like, duh, he's basically a defensive lineman playing tight end and i would say you're right uh there's a reason why he was not called a tight end uh when he went to georgia initially right he was an athlete and they didn't know where they were going to put him um but i think someone gets really excited and by someone i mean like a single nfl gm and probably three of your league mates get really excited for darnell washington um, so i'll take him here uh i would prefer to trade this 212 if i had the chance um move back to like 302 303 and probably pick up you know a 24-2 or something like that um from a really good team i'd rather do that but uh, i'm gonna, right now i'm gonna take darnell washington 212 let's recap round two before shane gets into 301 uh dalton kincaid tight end 201 202 zay flowers wide receiver 203 devin a chain Running back 204, Rojo or Roshan Johnson. 205, Tank Bigsby. 206, Kendra Miller. 207, Josh Downs. 208, Jalen Hyatt. 209, Luke Musgrave. 210, Izzy Abanacanda. Uh, 211, Tajay Spears. And 212, Darnell Washington. I'm torn between two receivers that couldn't be any more opposite as the 301. Uh, but I feel like when we get to next week, this, this player is who I'm going to want. So I'm going to take Marvin Mims at the 301. Um, which is surprising for me. I just think Mims, if he goes early day two, he's a good player. The film is good. I worry about the size. Uh, so I'm in, in the third round. With your preface, I thought for sure you were going Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver out of Ole Miss, and that's who I'll go here. Um, he's kind of got the size that uh, no one else in this class has, right? He's like, what six two six three? He's like two twenty, right? So he's thicker. Um, a good athlete as well. Had a solid week at the Senior Bowl. He's been a late riser, is how I would describe it. He's gotten some first round buzz. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's not a zero percent chance if we're talking about percentages. Um, and ultimately, I think he settles in in, in the second round um, because there's just not that many good wide receivers in this class. So he's going to get pushed up. Uh, if he does, 
getting a second round wide receiver at the 302 is is a solid value pick. So that's what I'm playing for here. Um, I don't really know what I want to do yet. Um, but I guess someone has to draft the tight ends, so it's going to be me. I'm going to take Tucker Craft, the tight end out of uh, South Dakota State. Um, I think uh, when I, I look at these rookie drafts, um, the only position I'm really going to try to tackle round two and round three uh, is running back and tight end. I think we've seen so many misses over that period at wide receiver that I'm going to choose just to avoid it. Um, and obviously I'm going to miss and whiff on some of these running backs and tight ends. Um, but when we have draft capital, I would much rather take the round three, you know, round two tight ends, round three wide receivers over um, some of these wide receivers. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. Tucker craft three Oh three. And take, taking my guy out from under me, it, it, it hurts. It hurts. You got it snucked. Been, Sorry, Doug. It just should have been on him. Well, I'll, I'll go back to a receiver that no one seems to like. Uh, that's the 304. I'm going to take Cedric Tillman, the receiver from Tennessee. Another receiver with size that is hard to come by in this class. I think Tillman has a shot at round two capital. I'll take him here. 305, I will stop the fall that has been slowly but surely happening all offseason. I'll take Zach Evans, who is formerly my guy. I'll still say he's my guy up until the draft. Um, hopefully after the draft, too. Hopefully things. Hopefully we get blindsided, he gets drafted earlier. But that's the issue, right? It sounds like he's falling throughout the process. It sounds like he's going to be a day three guy. When that happens, you can't take him earlier than this. But we're talking mid-third round here. Um, I still think he has a decent amount of upside if things go right. He was a high recruit. He's, he's athletic. He's um, he's a good pass catcher. He was always efficient in college. Um, so out of all the running backs left, he would be my favorite here. At 306, I'm going Eric Gray, uh, the running back from Oklahoma. Um, I think he's solid. Um, you know, we could see sneaky round three, round four, draft capital. Um if I'm making this pick, he's going to a team where I see him as the RB2 on the team. Um, that's why I'd be making this pick. Um, so I'm, I'm cool with it. I assume he is the RB2 somewhere. 307, I'm going to go back to the tight end well. I'll take Sam Laporta, the tight end out of Iowa. More big receiver playing tight end, but Iowa has that pedigree. He's a, he's a shot at day two capital. Um, and I think it kind of ends this tier of tight ends. Man, you completely snipe me. I don't I don't know where I'm going now. I was going him. He should have been taking two or three tight ends earlier. Um I'll go with Kane's guy. I'll go Chase Brown, running back out of Illinois. Um probably an early day three guy. Good pass catcher, really good athlete. Um yeah, I'm just looking for running back bodies at this point. That's what I'm. That's what I tend to do once we hit this range of the draft. And I can't believe you took him. Um, I've always been a Chase Brown guy. Knew it. <laughs> Little snake. Um, I'm gonna take someone I don't actually want to take, and this is with the assumption, right, that he's the RB two on his team. It's not John Tucker, Shane. You're fine. Um, I'm going to take Dwayne McBride. Um, now, obviously, fumbles might be a little bit of an issue. 
though like the one time I've ever done analytic stuff is to prove that fumbles in college don't mean anything. Um, but um, it does for the NFL draft itself, right? It could matter for people drafting. Um, if Dwayne McBride is drafted as an RB2 on his team, um, it's with the assumption that he probably doesn't catch any passes and he's going to tote the rock eight times a game, right? But if someone gets hurt, um, you, you could definitely see him as a 20-22 carry a game guy, and that's when you sell him for a second. So that's my plan. Look, I think Dwayne McBride's a sneaky, like, Keyshawn Vaughn, Tyron Davis Price guy that could go, like, early third round, and we're like, what is happening? Why did someone take him over Tank Bigsby and Izzy Vanaconda? Like, it wouldn't surprise me, so I think it's a good pick. Uh, the 310, I will take Sean Tucker, the running back out of Syracuse. Had worked out today, didn't run a 40, but had a really good workout. Um, a heart issue popped up at the combine that seems to be dropping him uh, a bit, and he may even go undrafted. So maybe this is too early to take him, but I still like the talent a lot. I think it's worth a shot at the end of the third. If he goes undrafted, I won't draft him next week. Sniping me two picks in a row this late is painful. He feels like he's the last of that tier of running backs. The very, very big tier of running backs that kind of is multiple tiers that doesn't have clear breaks between. But it feels like there's a break now. Um, So I guess I will try and take a wide receiver that I think is going to get draft capital. Uh, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati I think is a day two guy. Uh, young guy with speed and upside. Um, it doesn't feel uh, like I, I did not enjoy making that pick. I'm not going to lie, but um, best available, I guess. Oh, this is this is getting down there, folks. Nikki. Um, yeah, I don't like it. Um, I don't know how much longer I can stall. Oof. Um, I'm gonna who I just guess on who I think will be the next tight end, and that's Zach Kuntz, the tight end out of Old Dominion. I think you're, you're seeing another really big guy, um, super athletic. Someone will draft him day two, would be my guess. Um, and if that happens, like I don't mind taking a day two tight end at the 312. Uh, so let's recap the third round. Uh, 301, Marvin Mims. 302, Jonathan Mingo. 303, Tucker Craft. 304, Cedric Tillman. 305, Zach Evans. 306, Eric Gray. 307, Sam Laporta. 308, Chase Brown. 309, Dwayne McBride. 310, Sean Tucker. 311, Tyler Scott. And 312, Zach Kuntz. Do we want to do one more round here? Rapid fire? Yeah. All right. Uh, 401, I'm taking Luke Seanmaker. The, the actual next tight end up could no. be an early third round pick. Athletic Michigan tight end. Oh, the team up north. That team up 40, north. 402, I'll take a running back body. I'll take Chris Rodriguez running back out of Kentucky. Uh, 403, I'm going to take another running back body, and that's uh, running back Evan Hull out of Northwestern. I like those two picks. Uh, 404, I'm going to take my guy who's falling because of character concerns. That's Rasheed Rice, wide receiver out of SMU. 
I'll take a running back again, someone who's kind of gotten completely forgotten about because he tested poorly and was small, which is kind of a tough combo. I'll take Kenny McIntosh running back out of Georgia. Um, he's a Georgia running back, another body. Um, oh, this is tough for me here. Um, but this is going to be the one of the few times where I actually draft a wide receiver. Uh, mainly because he can play special teams. So I'm going to draft Trey Palmer, the wide receiver out of Nebraska. Good pick. I'm going back to the quarterback well, boys. Uh, I'm going to take Jake Hayner here at the 407 out of Fresno State. Who? Outside outside shot at the third round. Shout out, Rico Knows. <laughs> <laughs> we drafted his wide receiver one yet? Tank? No, down. we haven't. No. I'm not drafting, uh, so. <laughs> 408 i'll go moe bring you more just or running back out of minnesota skew ma um, <laughs> always been a diehard minnesota fan i love the gophers uh he's gonna be a, a backup in the nfl with a shot with an injury i almost took him at the 406 but i was like that's too early uh i freaking hate you Play one diehard on this podcast obviously yeah, someone <laughs> has to be. Um, I have 409. I'm going to take a wide receiver. Like, I'm going to take Keishon Boutte. And, like, I get it. He stinks. But, like, what, what was in there his freshman year has to be available somewhere. Right? So I'm just going to – also, there's no shot. Keishon Boutte goes to the 409 in any rookie draft that you're doing uh, for your league. But I'm gonna take him here. And if you do have proof of that, please send it to me because I'm I would find that hilarious. I like I did a mock tonight. He went at the three oh two. So yeah. That was, that was, yeah. I, you sniped me. I was gonna I was gonna take him. I think it's enough. Four ten, I'll take uh Jaden Reed, wide receiver out of Michigan State. Another guy might sneak into day two. Just picking up running backs. Let's go Keaton Mitchell out of ECU. Kind of opposite of the previous guys I've taken. He's tiny, but he's very, very fast in NFL-like speed. Change of pace back in the NFL. Um, I hate this because this feels really like fourth, fifth round wide receiver range. But if Xavier Hutchinson somehow gets day two capital somewhere, it would be cool, I guess. Um, so I'm going to take him here at the 412. I hate it. But could happen. Uh, could I happen. just don't think I don't think there's any running backs left. Yeah. Like I could have taken Ty and Evans out of Louisville, but I didn't want to do that. And uh, Eric Prince, baby. Mm-hmm. Deuce Vaughn. Come on. Deuce Vaughn. Oh man, Deuce Vaughn. Undrafted Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Um so at the four oh one we got Luke Schoonmaker, uh four oh two Chris Rodriguez, four oh three Evan Hull, four oh four Rasheed Rice, four oh five Kenny McIntosh, four oh six Trey Palmer. Uh, 407 Jake Hayner, 408 Mo Ibrahim, 409 Keishan Boutte, 410 Jaden Reed, 411 Keaton Mitchell, and 412 is Xavier Hutchinson. That's through four rounds. Uh, Shane, do you want to teach us something? Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, we're we're gonna talk about Greece. You know, everyone loves Greece. Um, if 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 you remember from your world history class one day, Greece. Uh, fought for their independence against the Turks. The Turks had occupied Greece. Um, and there was actually a Turkish garrison 
in the Acropolis uh, and Greek fighters were kind of sieging, trying to get the Acropolis back from the Turks. And so when the Turks ran low on bullets, they're like, we got to use what we can. So they start cutting the marble columns of the Acropolis to use uh, as lead within, you know, just stick them in, use them as bullets. Uh, and the Greeks saw this, right? They, you know, I think almost everyone knows what the Acropolis is, this, this famous um, Greek landmark. And they literally sent bullets to the Turks and said, here's bullets. Don't mess with the columns. We want to keep that intact. Uh, so that was, uh, that was what the Greeks did. They gave their enemy bullets so they wouldn't mess up the Acropolis. I like that. Um, let's dive into our uh, buy, sells, and unknown stocks. I'm going to go first. Um, and now this is a buy as you're kind of making these trades. Maybe you're in a slow draft, making trades around the draft. Um, try and get 2025 picks added on to your trades, whether that's through a, a third round pick or anything like that. Because when you want to add them to your trades a year down the road, you'll be happy that you had them. Um, and with most people, they'd be like, I'm not going to hold up a deal over a 25 third. Um, I will stop a deal over a 25 third, but that's because I'm stubborn. Um, I'm my sell is Travis Etienne. I don't really want to be caught holding the bag. We talked about it on the uh, previous show that, you know, if, if we do have Travis Etienne, I'd be looking to sell maybe for uh, Najee Harris on a one, um, a safer running back during the NFL draft period. Um, and Najee Harris, I prefer to have that. Um, my unknown stock, um, I'm just going to say the uh, Vikings running back room. Because you have a lot of things going going on, right? You have Dalvin Cook, who might be traded. You have uh, Alexander Madison, who might be the starting running back. You also have the Vikings, who only have five picks in the entire draft right now. Um, so it's a really fun dance they're trying to do. Um, and, and I'm not sure how that uh, running back room really shakes out. I would, I would probably prefer to have none of them and assume they draft someone. Um, that remains to be seen. I can do my next. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go a little Debbie action here. Uh, my buy is the, the Oregon offense. I think Troy Franklin is a buy. We've talked on the show. Uh, both Kane and Nelly, I think, are very high on him, rightfully so. I think his offense is going to be good. And I'd buy Bo Nix. I think people are kind of sleeping on him. I'm working up for the day after the draft or the two days after the draft, my 2024 mock draft. And I think I'm going to have a hard time keeping Bo Nix out of the first round. Like, I think if he plays like he did last year, he's in worth buying now. Um, my unknown stock is, uh, is Tyler Van Dyke. There's been the rumors of him transferring to Alabama. I don't think it's true, but you know, if it is, it's worth kind of jumping on these rumors. You know, maybe you could still get them cheap. And I think I still think Tyler Van Dyke has some talent if he does start at Miami. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm just living in the past, and he like sucks. And, and so he's my unknown stock. I, I don't know where I'm at with with TVD. And myself, we we talked about it in our second podcast. If you subscribe um, on the Discord. Uh, but Quinchon Judkins, I think, is a sell right now. This might be the highest value he's going to have. He's not super athletic. He's not going to test well for the NFL draft. If I could flip him for Raheem Sanders or Travion Henderson, 
I think if I have Judkins, I'm trying to do that and seeing if I can get bumped up a year and someone that's athletic and maybe has a higher floor than Judkins. I think he's talented, but I just don't know how the NFL draft capital is going to work out. Yeah, I'll stick to Evie as well. Um, let's start with my buy first. Uh, true freshman running back at Alabama, Justice Haynes. I talked about him last week a little bit. Um, I think it was last week. Maybe it was a couple weeks ago. Had a great spring game. Um, and uh, looks like he does not look like a freshman. He looks stronger than he l- was listed coming into college. He looks big. Uh, great reports there. Like He has a chance here to be special. Right, we talked about it a little bit. Um, if he can take that job as a freshman, as a true freshman at Alabama, like that's like one oh two territory next year behind Marvin Harrison and Debbie drafts. Uh, that's that's the upside we're talking here. So I think he's a buy um, right now. He's going in Debbie drafts, probably third fourth round. That that's a pretty good price. Um, my sell. I had a sell. I have since forgotten my sell. Oh, similar to Shane's, a pretty big name. I'm going to be selling Travion Henderson, or at least exploring selling him. I think he is uh, pretty clearly behind Singleton and Sanders right now. I would much rather have those two. I think in any given league where you have Travion Henderson, you could offer him for either of those two guys and have a shot at that being accepted. I am genuinely really worried about how much talent there is in that backfield at Ohio State. And if he kind of struggles with coming back from this foot injury, which are never easy, or even if not, like Mayan Williams is going to get work. And there are guys behind them as well who are talented. Uh, Travion's obviously very, very talented. His freshman year was incredible. I still think he's the Debbie running back three, but some people are taking him as the Debbie running back one, Debbie running back two. I think you could flip him for those top two guys. Um my unknown stock, and I'm leaning towards a buy, but as I kind of toil with it in my head, I'm not sure. Um, Devin Brown, quarterback at Ohio State, seems to have lost the quarterback job to Kyle McCord, right? So there's been a bit of a, a value dip there, I would say. Uh, he's fallen a bit, but he's a former five-star recruit. This is only his second year there, and he's basically on the uh, Kyle McCord path, right? Like if Kyle McCord starts this year um, and is gone – then you have the same situation where he is probably the favorite to win the job. And the difference is uh, the running, the quarterback they brought in this year is, is even less regarded than, than, uh, than Devin Brown was uh, this past year. And Lincoln Kienholtz is like the quarterback, I don't know, 10 to 15 in the class. Um, and so like, it's kind of this cycle of uh, if you have the Ohio state, if you are the Ohio state quarterback, you hold value. Cause if you work out in a, in an easy offense, like you, you have a shot to go in the first round of the NFL draft. And so you can kind of take advantage of this dip in value of him losing the job um, and hold until he presumably gets the job in the future. Uh, well, make sure that you join uh, the Discord, it's going to be wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go to the description, click on the link, join the Discord. We're going to be talking about the NFL draft. We're going to be talking about fantasy implications kind of live as they happen. Uh, so make sure you join that as well. Make sure you're also checking out uh, the draft countdown and everything Shane and Brian are doing um, over there because they're going to be live every single pick. So uh, make sure you check those out. Um, and just want to say thank you so much for uh, listening to the Debbie Marketplace. And we appreciate every single one of you.